This is Friday, May 6th. My dad was something of a homebody, and he loved to play golf. But my mom loved history, and she really loved to travel. Now, they made an agreement fairly early on in their marriage. My mom would be happy at home if they took one or two significant trips during the year. Now, this agreement led to many rounds of golf for my dad and projects at home for him. And for my mom, she seemed to always be planning the next adventure. Sandy and I were at times invited to go along with them. That afforded us the opportunity to visit some pretty amazing places. We stood together below the pyramids of Egypt, at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, at the Acropolis in Athens, at the ruins of Ephesus, at Hagia Sophia in Turkey in Istanbul. Now each site mentioned is the location of an ancient ruin that tells the tale of a civilization that once was thriving but no longer exists. Yes, cities and nations come and go. Ancient Egypt, while at the pinnacle of power 4,000 years ago, is gone. Ruins reveal what once was but now has passed into the pages of history. Now each set of ruins tells the same story. Great civilizations thrive for a season, but soon they wither and perish. The ruins of our world tell the tale of failed human efforts to build an enduring city, an enduring civilization. Each new civilization is built in the wake of the former ones, but with the same result. Now, of course, we would like to believe that ours is the enduring kingdom, the one that will never pass away. And many kingdoms have come to believe this across time. But they all pass away. Scripture talked about a day when the ruins would be rebuilt. The kingdom that fell from glory rises again. Here's our text from the book of Isaiah. We'll look at in worship later in our study, but let's look at it today. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 9 to 12. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, the speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and steadfastly your desire in scorched, satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up the foundation of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Now these words were given to the prophet Isaiah by the Lord when the failure of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, was at hand. Like the other nations, Judah would be brought to ruin by her own excesses and faithlessness. Now here was a message of hope. We want to listen to this message because it's the promise of a new and different future. You see, when the cities lay in ruins, it's possible that a new hope can appear. 
Now notice here there is no mention of weapons. The new world, this new world, would not be secured through war and bloodshed. Hope is to be found in a different sort of world, one not like any of the kingdoms that have come and gone. It will be a kingdom where the ways of God become the way of life. What are those ways? Well, first there's a worship of God and a turning to Him. This new world will be peopled by those that seek the Lord. Now, people here are not forced to, wor- forced to worship God. Instead, they come to delight in the Lord because of who He is. They are drawn to Him. Why would they be drawn to worship Him? They see in Him the source of life and the source of a new way of life. And this is what happened when the gospel first spread across the world. People saw it and knew that it was nothing they had ever seen before. Servanthood replaced force. Care for those in need replaced a seeking of power over others. Sins were forgiven. And people were united. This is why people turned to Jesus. But second, the prophet Isaiah says, these people will implement the grace and mercy of God in all their dealings. They refuse to oppress their workers. Instead, they grant freedom to those in bondage. They refuse to spread evil. They care for those in need. They share their bread with the hungry. And they open their homes to the homeless. Yes, they live the life they have learned from the Lord Himself. And again, no one has ever seen anything like this. What kind of city will this become? We are given the image of a thriving garden with an endless supply of water. Yes, it will continually give forth life. This is like that tree planted by streams of water producing fruit in season that Psalm 1 talks about. But notice what then the prophet says will happen. The ancient ruins will be rebuilt. I love this description, because it does not say the new city will be built without regard for the old. But what has fallen into ruin will be raised up again. This is one thing I have noticed about so many of the ruins around the world. They were left behind and not rebuilt. For example, the pyramids stand Near them, the new city of Cairo has arisen next to that site. New settlements were built nearby or perhaps on top of the old. But the old ruins were abandoned and not restored. Out with the old, in with the new. But remember, God is in the redemption business. He rebuilds what has been abandoned. He retrieves what has been lost. And in the plan of God, nothing is wasted. Even the cultures of the world will be redeemed by God in Christ. Next, Isaiah tells us, You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. Yes, the repair will come, but also many generations will be raised up too. This will be an enduring generation, making room for generations to come, but also raising up what generations before left behind. And as a result, the people of God will be called the repairers of the breach, the restorers of streets to dwell in. I love that. It's beautiful. 
God's people, as God's people get a name that is fitting for God himself. Healers, restorers, repairers. What a beautiful vision of the future. Now here's the thing. More than 2,500 years have passed since Isaiah first spoke this word from God. It makes us wonder how God would bring his promises about and what Isaiah is speaking about. These, we as human beings cannot do this on our own. Only God can do it. But I believe the way is opened only through Jesus as the gospel grows in the human city. It is then that the character of Jesus comes to life in our world and the power of the Holy Spirit. I also believe that this is what God intends to do through his people. To make his people the restorers of the streets people dwell in. Let's pray. Lord God, we long for the world that you promised through the prophet Isaiah. Remind us of your plan to redeem all things in Christ. Fill us with a living hope in him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.